Extra Points is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. It must be 21 years or older. All right. Hi and hello, sports fans. Welcome to another episode, sure to be dynamite, of Extra Points, presented as ever by Omaha. Dave Damashek here. Sarah Tiana there. She's feeling happy. She's washed off the stink of the brave season. She's fully on. Okay. Probably a little concerned about the Falcons, but her Georgia Bulldogs were the bells of the ball at the outdoor cocktail party that made both of us winners. We were on them dogs minus the 14 and a half against the Gators and Tiana, the roastess with the mostest, but her most important title parent. Okay. I mean, like top five. (laughs) Yeah, top five, I guess. Somewhere in there. Sure, top five. Sure. Um, So, of course, it begs the question, now that it's in the rearview mirror, Mm -hmm. how how was the Halloween with the with the little boy there? Halloween was good. We went as Spidey and Friends. So, Cage was Spider-Man. I was Ghost Spider. Dad was Spin. Um, We went in Sherman Oaks, where they close off the street up in the hills up there. So it was pretty crazy. We went with a friend of ours who lives over there. So I I had never been to that situation. And it was pretty great, pretty overwhelming. And then my son passed out by 830. And it was great. He slept in his Spider-Man costume. He woke Ah. up in it this morning. I made sure it was a little unzipped. So it didn't choke him to death in the middle of the night. So I feel like my parenting is pretty good. But I got to say, a lot of lazy costumes. Lots really? of kids just throw on a jersey and they go, hey, I'm Matt Stafford. Hey, I'm Mookie Betts. And you're like, oh, wow, clever. <laughs> this is perfect because this leads candy. into, I mean, you, you and I both, I think, share a sunny disposition as we regard the, yeah. the the world, obviously, if anyone who's listened to the show. But I think we park our cars in the same garage. We're Halloween Scrooges a little bit, and there's some mm-hmm. residual effect there. I'll say this. November 1st, all my scrooginess goes away. It falls aside in favor of festive Dave. It's time for Christmas music. I love it. I don't understand the curmudgeons about the Christmas. It's the best time of the year. What a this it's is when this is when you most get to wonderful start. time. Right. It's it's like you may or may not go to work. If you are, you can be drunk while you're there. Nobody really cares if you leave early or show up late. Either way, a lot of days mandated off a lot of the man mandating parties. Like he's like, let's, let's take work hours and swing together. I don't know if you want to do that, but still (laughs) the spirit is there. I mean, lots of good sports going on. Let's talk about it some more. Shall we with this week? And boy, we got a good one here. Mm -hmm. Sarah Tiana, as you know, I'm joining the blue ribbon panel to settle all hash in the world of sports. And of course, the most important game of all the game of life You know him as the host of Rotten Tomatoes, the podcast, and he's got his special on YouTube, Alive and Well. It's Mark Ellis. What's happening, man? Thanks for coming out today. Oh, it is such a pleasure to be here with you both. My longtime friend, Sarah, my new now longtime friend. (laughs) And uh, my I I will say this. I took my my daughter went trick or treating last night. She's 16. She's a Beagle Boston Terrier mix. And (laughs) she did not sleep in her costume. She had uh, her mom got her a little skeleton costume and she walked Mm -hmm. around in it for a good 40 minutes. And we paraded around and then she was done with it. And she did everything Mm -hmm. she could to wiggle out of her little skeleton costume. 
Mm. Do you agree with uh, Kiana's assertion that 2023 saw some uninspired getups? I was surprised that legitimately, I, I it occurred to me at some point because I saw a guy probably 25-ish. I mean, my my, my grievance, and I, I don't care. Whatever makes you happy, go do it. I don't say it out loud very much. I think the conversion from it being a kid holiday into it being like this adult thing, and I guess if you're single and whatever, okay, do whatever you want. I just think it's a little strange um, the preciousness of some grownups with their costumes. And for, I think the worst move is when people, when parents use like apocalypse now and dress their like five and three year old <laughs> as, uh, you know, as Brando mm -hmm. and Sheen, you know, I was like mm -hmm. that the kids don't get the reference. Yeah. You, you understand this is, this yeah. is for their pleasure, not yours. Uh, I I little... that as somebody who wanted to do that with my little ones way back when I wanted to do the apocalypse <laughs> now thing. Cause one of them I was bald. That's a very specific reference. That sounds like something in your history <laughs> yeah, that you're yeah. trying to bring to the light and, and, and expose yeah. all of us. I mean, look, here's the problem is it's not single people. I'm a single guy and I'm a, I'm a Halloween Scrooge as well. The oh, problem okay. is when you get two of these single folks who love Halloween and then they mate and then they start making babies. And then that's when you get your theme. What Sarah experienced last night um, was a normal Halloween folks. Okay. I hate to break it to you. That was a normal Halloween. Most of the costumes on any given Halloween, 80% laziness. But the problem is now we have our phones with us and we have Instagram and TikTok, and we get to see the best of the best in our phones. We mm, get to see all these so great true. costumes. Great and yeah. we, it, it's kind of like you're putting Sports Center's top ten highlights against whatever your local Pee Wee football team did, and that's not a fair assessment. So I yeah. fully endorse putting on a Stafford jersey and going trick or treating. Get your candy, <laughs> get that bag any way you can. Yeah, I mean, I did see some good ones though. I saw a little like a two year old dressed as a Chucky doll which was pretty great. It's like <laughs> real size. It had like a little wig on. Like, how did you keep a wig on a little baby? Like that was impressive. I was surprised legitimately. I, cause I, that's what I was going to say a minute ago was I thought for a second, like, Oh, there's that 25 year old guy. He's doing George Santos. He had like a sweater vest and a tie <laughs> on and glad. And I, I don't, I'm not sure what he was. It wasn't George. Then I was thinking like, the the shortcoming of of George Santos is what exactly do you wear to claim you're George Santos? And I was thinking you just do like that catch all Bo Jackson thing. Like you wear mm -hmm. like a tie to say what, you know, and the, you wear a football helmet because you were in the NFL and in the Hall of Fame. And you just add, wear everything in your wardrobe and just claim all of this stuff, all the good <laughs> stuff. That's me. So I don't I, know that he'll be gone time, from public life uh, by 24, I think. So we can't use that one now. One time I was in um, downtown San Jose for Halloween and the streets were like, you know, packed, like everyone was walking around in costume. And there were these people standing on this little hill with these signs, like these religious signs, um, preaching about how Halloween was sinful and how everyone should repent. And I could not tell if it was a costume <laughs> or if they were really... <laughs> religious and I'm like and I was a little stoned so I think I was just like that and I kept going like that is the best costume ever <laughs> and I like I have no idea if I offended them and I I don't really care but well, I mean, were you dressed as Jesus because that would have probably let you know <laughs> if they were sincere with their outfit if, if they yeah. were offended by your Jesus they would have been upset like Jesus wasn't a woman um <laughs> 
Yeah. That's why, you, that's why you never go full costume, though, is that in, in <laughs> case we are all in danger, you never go full costume because now that kid that just put on a Cooper Cup jersey is like, look, man, I, I didn't go full costume. I didn't go full center like some of these other yeah. folks did. Um, yeah. Okay. Hey, so you so you do the Rotten Tomatoes show. And so what's the best movie you've seen in 2023? You know, it's a tie and it's going to be two movies. One is not surprising to me because it was my most anticipated of the year. And that would be Oppenheimer. I I love that theater experience. But the other one was Barbie. I had the best Mm. time in the movie theater, saw it by myself in a packed house. I don't like seeing movies with people. I don't like being around people for the most part. And (laughs) sitting in a theater packed to the gills. I have like this young, probably 20 year old couple next to me and they're, she's pointing at stuff. They're talking. Everybody's like singing along during the movie. And it didn't bother me for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. It actually enhanced the experience. And I thought the movie's message, I thought the performances, just the angles that it took, it was such a well done film. And I'm so happy both those movies are doing so well and continue to, you know, chew at the box office and now on home on demand. I really was blown away by what Barbie did. I still haven't seen Barbie yet. Uh, I I need to check that one out. Tiana, what's your answer to that question? Yeah, I haven't seen it either. The only movie I think that I've seen. No, I saw Mission Impossible and I saw the Paw Patrol movie. There you go. That's a good that's a good double feature. (laughs) All I've seen. uh, So I don't think I have. But I did love Mission Impossible. I mean, and it was three hours, so I didn't expect to love it the entire time. But I thought, you know, I don't know how they keep one upping themselves like. And it's pretty clear to me that Tom Cruise wants to die in a stunt. Like that's <laughs> pretty clear Clearly. that that's the he wants to die doing what he loves, which is uh, trying to die. He just wants out so bad, and it's like we keep encouraging it and giving his movies billions of dollars to go try this yeah. stunt. I, I will say I have not yet seen Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, I'm oh, waiting yeah. probably because I wanted to like watch a bunch of fun scary movies. Um, for Halloween, like that's the only part of Halloween I really enjoy is the scary movie part. And now that I'm in November and Mariah Carey woke up and, and it's Christmas everywhere. Before I get into that season, I'm going to do Killers of the Flower Moon, but it's a three and a half hour movie. So at this age of my life, I usually put on about 45 minutes of a movie and then the dog and I go to bed and we watch it like a mini series. So I'm going to take a week and watch Killers of the Flower Moon and I'll report back after I'm completed the mission. Yeah, I got to see that one. I'll tell you, in the running, at least for best movie I've seen this year, and to your point about watching scary movies, uh, we watched Poltergeist the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that counts as a movie I saw this year. I just watched <laughs> yeah. it. I, but I hadn't watched it in about 20 years, sincerely. Okay. And, you know, my big takeaway was I thought I knew all the beats of the movie, but I forgot. Craig T. Nelson and Joe Beth Williams are terrible parents in, in this sense. <laughs> Their little girl, Sweet Pea, disappears, right? She gets, she goes into the TV or whatever, goes into the closet in the bedroom and all that kind of stuff. And they, and they decide we can't take this one to the cops. They're like, that would be bad. Like, what do the ghosts? I get it when like, you know, if you're being held hostage, it's like, do not involve the authorities or we'll not be good for your child kind of thing. I get that premise. Like, okay, so they're stuck there. This is not that. Ghosts don't care about Johnny Law. Why would you not take it to the ghost? You don't know if the ghost, like, well, we can't. We, we have to go to to the little lady who's like, this house is clean. That lady is okay to, to inform about what's going down, but not but not the police. Yeah, you, know, you don't just check out just in case this is a big prank. 
from the neighbor next door who keeps flipping the TV off when the game's on, you know, like, you don't maybe think somebody has her in hiding. I am not calling the cops. I'm not calling the cops that situation. No. And here's why, because you clearly live in, in an area where a lot of weird stuff goes on. You're going to need police help in the future in this neighborhood. <laughs> okay. You do not want to burn your first call to the cops <laughs> on, Hey, the TV <laughs> ate my daughter. Like you can't, because then they're never going to take any complaint you have seriously. Hey, it's Halloween. The kids are TP in my house. Yeah. Sure. Like your daughter got sucked into the TV last year. <laughs> Click. They're never coming to your house again if that's your opening. Okay. Good point. I have I have no pushback on that. I'm just glad that we both agree that we don't like people. So we park our cars in a hermetically sealed garage together there. And uh, Tiana can come by and visit when she wants to. All right. Yeah. So now let's get into this. Um, you know, Halloween Scrooge is all now transitioning to um Christmas and holiday enthusiasts. Um so I think it's fun to talk about our scroogiest sports opinions here. And Sarah, do you want to set the table for us show Mark and I how it's done? Do you have a scroogey opinion and let's see if we can rank them win play show the worst things in sports that people just have kind of accepted collectively here. Oh, and by the way, I'm sorry, before you jump in, just so just set the scene for the sports fan listening here, Mark. Tell us what your journey as a sports fan is, won't you? Uh, it, it is not the destination. It is the journey. And I am living through the hell that is being a lifelong Washington football team fan. Uh, we're currently the commanders. May not be the case next year, but I still have my Washington football team merch in case we go back to that. I am from uh, D.C. My dad grew up in inner city, D.C. I'm an Air Force brat, so we moved around a lot as a kid, but always kept the Washington love strong. My dad actually had that when he was a kid, he went around to construction areas and got uh, collected a bunch of recycling bottles, saved up enough money over a couple summers to plunk down season tickets for the grand opening of new RFK. It wasn't called RFK then, but when RFK Stadium opened. So he, we kept those tickets in the family. We had two nosebleed tickets. So I got to go see Washington play in their glory days in, you know, from the late 80s to the early 90s. I got to go to the NFC Championship game wow. when we kicked the crap out of Detroit. And there was no doubt who was going to win that game. And we Eric went on. Kramer, this, right? Um, that was, I think that was. Hipple? It was Andre Ware might have been Andre Ware might have been the quarterback in that game. And we held Barry Sanders like 20 yards rushing. And then we went on to stop Buffalo in the Super Bowl. So my whole family went to Wake Forest and I'm a huge Orioles fan as well. So those are those are the teams probably in descending order as far as like loyalty goes for whatever reason. And believe me, during the Snyder era, I tried to separate my DNA from this team and I just couldn't do it. So hopefully we're back on the right track with new ownership and it's going to be a minute. But I think that the future is finally bright for my Washington football team. Okay, quickly, commanders, what's the change? I mean, you know, obviously in our nation's capital, we can't have a team that on purpose named themselves the commies it's super it really is weird i know it's a an available punchline to anybody but for real it's weird so what are they going to be in 2024 because it seems almost certain i i hope they keep the color scheme i'm sure any longtime washington football fan hopes that's the case but what what name do you submit here 
They will keep the color scheme for sure. And uh, look, I was at the the home opener this year, and they still sing "Hail to the Red." I mean, the crowd says "Reds" when they're singing "Hail to the Commanders." And look, I don't know how you have focus groups and you have people in a room that are allegedly smart with college degrees, and they kick around the name Commanders, and nobody raises their hand. Like, hey, they might have a funny nickname that we didn't intend for this, um, like commies. But I love it. It totally, it, it, to be honest with you, I'm fine with it being commanders. I'm fine with it being football team. I do not care what the team name is. I just want to be good on the field again. Everything else will sort itself out. So there's a guy in Virginia who bought like a hundred patents for every possible name that we could have given this team. He bought red tails, red wolves, all these things. So we got to negotiate with that dude. Um, but <laughs> I, you know, I'd be happy, honestly, with hogs. I think Washington hogs oh, is completely a agree. It's yeah. a great nod to the history of the team, to the glory days. It's fun to wear pig noses, and we can keep Major Tutty as our mascot if anybody wants that. So I just think it'd be fun to, you know, just knock around in some slop and some mud and go Washington Hogs. Mud Hogs would be great. Or if you the want to, the, the, you know, so it hits the ear for longtime fans, Red Hogs or whatever. That would be great. Of course, this is the answer. Quickly. Uh, to go back, you say you were an Air Force brat. Are you are you Chappie's son from Iron Eagle? The guy who <laughs> the heroic mission with the teenage? Or are you, in fact, the guy portrayed by Jason Gedrick, obviously, legendarily, flew over? You know, you, you remember the movie, right? They, they, they steal F-16s and then yep. they fly them across the Atlantic without any resistance. Stolen jets. They fly mm-hmm. them across the Atlantic, all the way to the Middle East to boost the old man out of the jail, never refueling, you know, a little <laughs> weird. And Gendrick, yeah, but- much like Popeye with spinach, needed terrible white man's rock and roll going in his e- instrumentals, going in his ears or else he couldn't get it done. When you talk about how to fly a plane correctly, any great pilot will tell you this, Harrison Ford, Tom Cruise, is that fuel is important, but Mm. want to, desire, all Mm. those great (laughs) sports terms we've heard since we were kids, giving it 110%, gritty, gutty, that's what you need to fly a plane across the Atlantic, as opposed to Top Gun Maverick, where they steal an F-14, and then they fly it back across enemy lines to the good side. I, I, it, we love Top Gun. Sarah and I talk about Top Gun frequently. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that we have some justice for Iron Eagle on this podcast as well, because it's not just <laughs> one. It's a bushel of great movies that make awesome stocking stuffers this holiday season. <laughs> I wonder, did we really send our best? Well, we didn't send them. They chose to go, did Chappie and his <laughs> gang of teenage, uh, uh, his, his little... Uh, quickly forged together little teenage gang that went over there. Um, But did, you know, the opening scene where we're supposed to decide Gedrick is the hero of this picture, Mm -hmm. he's flying a plane and he's racing the local rogue, the the teenage tough, who's driving his car and they're (laughs) racing and Gedrick like barely beats him. He's flying a plane. Come on, man! You should. You you have every. You're 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 a 28 point favorite over a car. You're in a plane. He barely wins. Unsatisfying. They did. They won, but they didn't cover. Or Gedrick didn't. So okay. didn't cover. <laughs> Vegas was not happy with the opening of Iron Eagle. <laughs> yeah, That's right. We're right. finding out. These are the things Sheck cares about. <laughs> um, bottom line is the Washington Iron Eagles. Done and done. Mm-hmm. That's what I don't hate that either. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. 
You know, when the conversation turns tampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up, Omaha Full. The word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit GamblingHelplineMA.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. And now let's get to Sarah Tiana's first volley for Scroogey's sports opinion. Well, so like I, I, I know that I think popular answers would be, you know, the college football playoff, or, you know, the baseball playoffs. But I don't think those are scroogey because a lot Everybody of people agrees. hate those. Right. Everybody agrees. I think you got to talk, you you know, the point here, here's my first one. I don't like two weeks off before the Super Bowl. I don't like it. Ooh. Super Bowl, like playoffs and that whole week, all week leading up to the Super Bowl, you got one week to prepare. We play the Pro Bowl, whatever flag football game we're playing that week. 
NFL honor, everything. Nobody gets two weeks off. We don't need two weeks off from football. Give me my football at the end. Let's keep going. I'll say you, Mark. Uh, don't, I, I, I don't think I, I'm going to have to be Bob Cratchit in this scenario because <laughs> I would like some time off. And, and here's why. It, you know, we call it Black Sunday because it's that Sunday where we've been just inundated with football every weekend since late August. And we're used to this. This is our routine. But every football fan knows there's that sad time of the year, mid-February to mm-hmm. August, when we yeah. don't have football. Now, we have maybe some USFL arena stuff, but Ugh. we don't have the football season as we know it. So here's why I love Black Sunday is because it's kind of practice for us the rest of our lives and to establish (laughs) the kind of people that we want to be going forward for the next six months. Like for a single guy like me, I basically have half the year to find a willing partner. And then that window closes August 15th is usually the debt, the trade deadline. And then I'm single through the rest of the football season. So I love black Sunday. It's just like, Oh, Hey, this is what I may be doing on Sundays going forward. Unless it's, you know, a really good golf tournament. You're like Cam Newton, in other words, just twisting out there as a free agent, ready to be had, just no one wants you. I, I'm the same as Cam Newton because I'm posting a bunch of sweaty Instagram vids, hoping somebody will notice it. And you like in hats. I hear you on what you're saying, Tiana. The thing that I've said for now 20 years, uh, quarter century even, instead of the dumb Pro Bowl that nobody likes and obviously now has gone the way of the Dodo Bird because no one liked it, why not? The, you know, the toilet bowl, call it whatever you want to call it. Mm. The loser bowl, I think, is because there are a lot of endorsement opportunities there with Jenny Craig or, and, and Weight Watchers or otherwise and have the two worst teams play each other. And the winner gets the first overall pick in the draft. And then people I, say, like, why would you do why? Who would want to be in that game? Who would well, want to no do one. that? Then don't play yourself into that spot. And then people say, who would watch that? Everybody is who, because as Mark just said, we're desperate for anything. And now we see too late. The problem with the the two weeks in between the title games and the Super Bowl, it's already too late. Grim reality has slapped you across the face like, oh, crap, football season's over. All we have now is that, uh, you know, halftime show surrounded by a couple halves of football. We're already into the (laughs) offseason, right? But you're asking guys in that game to play hard for you to draft their replacement that's right <laughs> I, I i have this solved i have a workaround i love dave's uh premise and i feel sarah's concern so here's how i solve it you play tackle football but it's not the players it's the executives it's the front <laughs> office suit up the owners suit up the gm suit up everybody all the staff make them play an actual football game because they're the ones that really want that first draft so that yeah. that, that first overall pick make them play for it i love this let's take this and run with it you that's know a good what? idea Maybe we go like, maybe we go like, you know, Roman Coliseum and, you know, like a lot of people, I've long been fascinated by who would win as the mascot. I don't mean the human being under the, you know, the costume like Halloween. I mean, an actual lion. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like with that, you know, and then you would have a human side. You could have Mm -hmm. a, well, I mean, if we had the head coaches do it in the ring, I would watch that too. But Mm -hmm. like, what if you had a real lion? against like the Green Bay Packers are named after meat packers. So, right, that's what they are, meat. They they, they do meat. I thought it threw was a meat fudge. packer in there against a the lion. Let's see who <laughs> let's settle all hash. It encourages you when you're naming your team to get a tough mascot, right? 
Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that a commander would fare well as some guy, you know, who's been in the, the army for 20 years. Uh, right. Thank you for your service. You're probably not going to fare well against a lion yeah. or a bronco or a buffalo bill, something like that. That's I feel bad for the dolphin. I think the dolphin yeah. is the short end of the stick because yeah. the dolphin, that's basically an away game for the dolphin playing in a coliseum. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, maybe we do it in Atlantis one year and his to, to his benefit just once to give him a shot to see how it goes and let every all the other 31 teams know um, what it feels like. OK, that's I, I like where your head's at. I'll pick up there, Sarah, and say go all the way across the desert uh, without football and arrive in September. And we're so desperate. We're, we're starving. We haven't had a morsel of food in forever. And then the NFL is like. Here are some massively important games in week one to start the four and a half months. Like, don't play divisional games in week one. It's even worse in college football. But what are we doing? Why are we, these massive? Mm-hmm. Give, give me any. Let every. Yeah. Especially play. when. Yeah. Especially when nobody plays is, the preseason. But- yeah. Especially when nobody plays the preseason. You know. We don't need good games. Just get like, we, we don't need lobster. Just. <laughs> we don't need- just give us a cracker, a salt. Yeah, I, I, I feel like Lions Chiefs was such a fun opener. And that was even yeah. like just, just thinking about that matchup that whole week. We were all kind of salivating for what this could be. And maybe you make every opening day game for a team interconference. And you just have, you know, an NFC team plays an AFC team, AFC, NFC. And it's just sort of a feeling out process because what's going to happen? Are we not going to watch? Are we going to be like, oh, these yeah. games suck. So we haven't had football in six months. Let's wait another week. No, of course we're going to watch. So I like this idea, particularly because um, a lot of times my team has to open with like Philly and it's just basically 0-1 right. on the schedule. And I could use a break from that. Yeah. It's like something dark in your past that you thought you'd overcome. Like in the social media age, somebody digs up a tweet from, you know, 2011 and it burns you. It's like the same thing. It's like December, we might win the division. Oh, remember way back in the first week of September, that loss. Yeah. That still is out there. It still counts. Um, Mark, how say you, we, you have a, uh, a Scroogey opinion for us. I do. I have, uh, this is my scroogiest opinion. And look, all the college kids are going to come for me because just as a 43 year old man, I feel like I'm an actual Scrooge telling kids what to do and what not to do. Stop storming the field. Stop storming the court. It's dangerous. It's stupid. It's not memorable anymore. It, it, you're, you're basically dragging a goalpost into a lake. Guess who pays for that? Us, the taxpayers, the adults in the city have to pay for that goalpost to get out of the lake and back onto the field. I can't stand kids anyway. And the fact that they run on there because like you just lost a heartbreaking game as a player. And now you're like, Oh, well, I guess I'll go congratulate. Oh no, wait, I'm being mobbed by tens of thousands of drunk losers who are running on there when they should be studying for their economics exam. Do not allow this like where's security. And it's like, well, I, I I'm wearing the, the shirt, but I guess there's too many kids. I can't stop them. Do not allow this to keep happening. Cause Honestly, I do think somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody's going to get killed. Somebody's going to get trampled. And then I have to sit through coverage of it with Tom Rinaldi or whoever doing some flowery piece about remembering this person. I got to deal with that crap for the next week. I don't want to deal with it. The, the program 
the program got sideways with the death of uh, yeah that's <laughs> yeah you're right that's a great call for our future selves we don't want to have to endure that pregame yeah uh, saccharin or not saccharin but the uh, dark little story that's that's a great call that's I like a that. good one my main I, my main okay. concern when you're storming the field it's fun to storm the field i think i've done it uh when i was in school in the end oh I, I did it too i stormed the court when wake beat uh kansas but uh, you know Here's the mistake. <laughs> as i say not as i do don't right <laughs> Here, here's my main my main uh, counsel. If you're going to storm a field, try not to touch the other players. I mean, the, the other team. I mean, like you're going to get even if you don't get Garrett blunted. You know, it's just a bad <laughs> idea spiritually. What are you what are you touching those guys for? They're human beings. I'm sorry, Tiana. Go ahead. Oh no, I was going to do another one. I also have like like a a take of um. I don't like it when adults ride the zamboni in between yes. periods. That really freaks me out. Like, it's also just like, you know, the people who throw out the first pitch in baseball anymore are just like donors, the people who donate or have season tickets like, no, 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 we need ridiculous people to be throwing out like, I don't care that you paid $20,000 for your seats. Nobody wants to see you schlep a baseball so that you get to shake. You've already got to shake hands with this player. And I don't want you riding on the Zamboni for the same reason. Mm-hmm. it's for kids it's to it's to to let you know to to draw interest into the sport right you let a kid ride a zamboni maybe he gets more into hockey maybe he wants to play it it's for the benefit of the sport same with the baseball but for sure it's just weird seeing an adult ride around a ring well, i'll tell you what else it is zamboni. i'll tell you what else it is it's worse than that it's disrespectful to the professional driving that zamboni <laughs> <laughs> any 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 bum can jump on there and do your job. Well, how do you think that makes that guy feel? He's there 80 yeah. nights a year, thrice, <laughs> at least thrice nightly running that thing up over the the uh, tattered ice to make it nice and smooth and shiny for the players. And now mm-hmm. now now this guy's coming out of the stands. Not enough mm-hmm. to be uh, the manager at the bank. Now you got to take my job <laughs> on the Zamboni. Not cool. Mark, yeah, I'd, I'd say that the Zamboni driver uh, looks very happy being by themselves. It, it's kind of like a trucker. <laughs> yeah. Like it, truckers don't pick up hitchhikers for a reason. Like I'm having a good time. I'm listening to my satellite radio. I got my Mountain Dew. I'm I'm, I'm thinking about my dog. Whatever you're doing, driving a truck or a Zamboni, it's a very it, it's an isolation. It's meditative. In a way, I mean, isn't and, that story told by the fact that we I only put the one seat on there? There's no shotgun <laughs> for you, friend. Take the hint. Beat it. Yeah. Right. We can make it more fun. We could just like have just the Zamboni driver be out there, but we all, but his like Facebook uh, history gets to be up on the screen. Oh. So we're just getting, getting to look through all the things that he's liked and posted over the last week or so. I will say <laughs> I can watch and, and have watched it countless times in my life, having uh, spent many, many evenings at the Igloo in Pittsburgh, PA. I could just watch them smooth that ice and people like, Oh, intermission. You want to go out and get it? Well, no, I want to watch the Zamboni. I love mm-hmm. watching that thing. Very, very. It's a peaceful. rake in the sand. It's a rake in the sand. It's Zen. Yeah. It's uh, like, uh, what's his it's name? The in, uh, American beauty watching the bag. 
you know, and so there's so much beauty. I just sit there and I, I lose myself for 10 minutes every, you know, twice a night. It's great. It's the Canadian version of lawn care. And as somebody who grew up <laughs> making money mowing lawn, there's nothing better than mowing a lawn. I, I love, I, I just love the smell of fresh cut grass. That's what that version is. Don't take that away from the, from the hardworking Zamboni drivers. If you do, I adopt Sarah's idea of putting every social media question. It's like, here's Duff Henderson. His kids are in the town and it appears Duff was in close proximity to the Capitol on January 6th. Let's ask him about that. Let's just get into these people's history. If we can interview the skippers in game, we can interview the Zamboni driver while they're doing their thing. I completely agree. All right, let me blow through mine real quick here because I want to hear what you got going, Mark. America's team, I've belly ached about this forever because the Dallas Cowboys raised their hand and said, we'll be America's team. And NFL Films was like, okay. And then off they run with that for decades on end. And everybody just kind of accepts it. Fat. It should be a moving award, first of all. It's, it, you know, <laughs> if the ESPYs is going to honor everything else, it should be like, who's America's team this year? Or you do it at the start, like January 1, we all submit our ballots American Idol style, and we decide who's America's <laughs> team this year. Dallas Cowboys just don't get to claim it. I mean, what, it's outrageous stuff. I don't like that. Two. Thanksgiving, speaking of the Cowboys, I get it again. The Lions and Cowboys are like, we'd like to play on Thanksgiving. And they said, we'll do it. And they said, okay, those games are yours forever. Everything moves for money. Why are we stuck with the Lions mm -hmm. every year? The Cowboys are generally okay, but why do we have to suffer through the Detroit Lions? That's your thing, Motor City. You made your bed with that team. Why the rest of us have to suffer through that? I don't know. I'm over the outdoor hockey game. On January 1st. Love puck. Wow. It's an wow. enjoyable aesthetic to look at. But from everyone who's ever attended one of those, everybody says the viewing experience sucks. The quality of the game always sucks because the ice is terrible. And it's where Sidney Crosby took a mid-prime concussion that really derailed his career from being mm -hmm. even higher up in the all-time right, rankings. Right. You mentioned preseason. Well, I, I think some people like preseason polls in college football. I hate them because, of course, part of the human condition is confirmation bias. And so, of course, if you have Georgia number one, even if they struggle to get past Missouri and beat <laughs> them by four points, you're like, well, I had them at number one. Now they have to stay there. Even worse, Alabama loses a game and you're like, yeah, but we all know. Yeah, keep, keep them there. Keep them there. Yeah. It's the equivalent right. of like the Niners and Cowboys in the early 90s playing in the NFC title game. And we know they're the two best teams. And then one loses. It's like. Well, now you got to go play the San Diego Chargers for the Lombardi Trophy. Like, nah, come on. We know the Cowboys are better than the Chargers. Just send them to the Super Bowl. You know, th th that's not the way the world works. And you mentioned Super Sunday. It should be a Super Saturday. That's my little list. There. I could go on and on. Oh, also, March Madness is overrated. It's fun to watch. It's a great it's a great viewing experience. It's a poor way of determining who the best team in the land is. Mark Ellis, I'll say you. Okay. Wow, just handing me that hot potato. Shots fired. Yeah, right. Just going after my heart with March Madness. Those three weeks. I, I mean, love it. It, it, it. It's what we football fans need because if we can just get to March, yeah. like the Super Bowl's over, we can just get to March and have some excitement with college basketball, maybe our team's in it. I'm actually going to take a page out of college basketball's book because I prefer that watching on TV or in person better than the NBA for this one reason. And this is my next Scrooge point. And it's a weird Scrooge point because I'm actually going against – my fellow billionaires here, get rid of the courtside seats. I am so oh. done with, with billionaires and millionaires, half of whom could not defend themselves if, God forbid, a player leaps in to dive after a ball. 
I, the thing that bugs me the most about these people is if you want to keep courtside seats, fine. But the one time you have a courtside seat and you're late to the game, you are never allowed to sit courtside ever again. If halftime <laughs> is over and it's the start of the third quarter and those lazy bums are still walking and they don't even care to wait until the action's on the other side of the court to walk in and find their seats. God forbid the players get interfered with. I'm going to walk with my nachos and my beer and sit right down in the middle of this action. The privilege is too tough to watch for me. I cannot do courtside seats. You want to keep them fine, but the minute you act up with those courtside seats, you're never allowed to sit in one again. I love, love it. it. That's good. That's a good one. I, I like that. Go ahead, Sarah. Hot, hot take. Uh, I think uh, every stadium should have a dome. <laughs> 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 How do... I'm like, ugh, snow games, rain games. You know what I mean? Like, that's a climate control take, not a hot one. Well, <laughs> I don't like that. I just, I'm just like, I don't, I don't really want to watch like the snow bowl where you're just like, oh, look, because it's not fun football. It's not fun to just like see them try to hand the ball off, you know, and then they throw the football and you can't even see where they're throwing it. What are you it. talking about? <laughs> I, I, I might have to stop the show. What are you talking about? It's the best, the snow games. That's all, those are the best games no. to watch. No, nobody wants to, nobody wants to see that. And you can't I even love, tell, like, I they're do. always wearing a white uniform. And then you're like, what? I don't even know what team this is. <laughs> oh, I love the Sarah. snow games. And I'll tell you what, Sarah, the league's going that way because we're starting to play games in London. We're playing games in Germany. Before long, we're playing in Antarctica. Two teams going to have to go <laughs> to the South Pole and play with penguins in the crowd. Not the referees, actual penguins. And it's going to be adorable. Well, I don't even like the fact that Florida has football teams. It doesn't hmm. feel like a Southern sport. <laughs> that's the other thing. Now that's a hot like thing. A, that counts a as a hot thing. weather thing. Like I, I just wish like the Dolphins and the Bucks had to play a little bit for, you know, so where, where the leaves the crisp, are changing. The crisp autumn weather is, is glorious. There's no better way yeah. to consume your football live. I like the snow games on TV. I mean, I, yeah. I've said the communal experience we all have to, you know, we all have to delude ourselves as fans to think that the players care on the same level about our city just because they wear the city's football collective's colors and all that doesn't mean that they care as much. But we all buy that they that, that they kind of sort of do. But when you sit out in the elements and it's minus one degree, you mm -hmm. feel like, hey, players right there with you, man. Uh, we're all feeling this. I mean, they're getting <laughs> run into by 300 pound men, but. We can again exercising. Well, we can convince ourselves like we're all in this together. That's oh, why we sure. love football more mm -hmm. than back. I really believe that too. It's because yeah, we're and, doing, and, we're enduring the same thing. You can they are. keep it 50 degrees in the dome if it makes you feel better. If you want to <laughs> see turn people it in scarves. No, yeah. it's got to rain. It's got to snow. I'm surprised to hear your take on this, Sarah, because like like my team, your team doesn't always have the best seasons. And what I love <laughs> about my team playing in Washington is that we'll get some snow. We'll get rain games sometimes. We need an excuse, okay? I can't keep saying that my team just isn't that good and our players aren't that talented <laughs> and our coaching staff is terrible. I need excuses like, well, it was rainy. So, you know, I mean, the, the ball's slick. You know, I, I needed to, I need a couple snow games just so I can rationalize my head why my team lost 10 to 6. Mm -hmm. I don't know what, I don't know where Sarah's coming from. I don't uh, think it's fun. I like to see the, the athletes like at their peak performance, you know, throwing the ball, running the ball, you know, and everyone's just sliding around and like falling down. It's like, although that rain game that the Bears played last year was pretty, 
awesome. <laughs> this is this is a but kooky opinion from Tiana. Like, I, I I don't know what to like say about. Slip and what, slide. Are you, what are you talking about? That this isn't some of the most iconic games are iconic because of the conditions under which they were played. Because it's they not, created fumbles and missed kicks. Tennis has more variation than football does. At least they play it on grass and dirt and otherwise. That's part play. of the fun of sports. Like the idea, keep it down. Hey, 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 everybody. Patrick Mahomes is at work. Like we can't, like the conditions while, are the atmosphere. For a while, the Raiders played on grass and dirt. And I like that always. Elements. Players don't like it. They say By it hurts when you get tackled on third. Stadium. Yeah, well, they, you imagine they say it hurts getting tackled on third base. But I, to my <laughs> eye, I love it, especially with how, how bad would it be if the ice bowl never happened and it was a nice sunny day in Green Bay and God forbid the Cowboys won and we all had to collect the Tom Landry trophy instead of the Vince Lombardi trophy. I would stop watching football if the trophy was named after Tom Landry. I can't do that. Never would you have asked for a Scrooge take. I gave you a Scrooge take to just <laughs> take it. True. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Asked for it and delivered. Um, last thing about the about the Scrooge subject is um, I agree with you, Mark, about the thing. I've said, you know, talk about the communal experience. If you ever have a choice as a football fan and your team's finally getting near the peak of the mountain, go to the title game. Even if it's on the road, the vibe of that, there's an import. Talk about journey over destination. This is the last step. It's like Home visits uh, or whatever it's called, hometown visits on The Bachelor, The Golden Bachelor. I don't know if you've been watching it. It is insane. Well, it's really important to me that you feel that way, that you expressed it to me. This weird <laughs> of a guy being the object of all these old ladies' affection is is disturbing. And I haven't I seen it, but away from. I feel so bad just from watching the, the commercials. I feel so bad that this poor guy had to stay up at 8 p.m. and meet 20 <laughs> new people. Like, I can't do that now. He, it, like, he looks like he didn't get his nap. They had production meetings, and now he's got to meet. Like, he was uh, done by the third person. He's like, look, I'll, can I just take one of them now? Like, I'm done. I want to go to bed. It's way sadder. My wife and I agree because we've been watching it. It's always, I mean, these people are all have uh, emotional problems that would be willing to go and do this unless they're doing it on a lark or a funny bit for their friends. That would be another, <laughs> but most of them are there sincerely and they're emotionally damaged people. It, it It's a different, even sadder vibe when they're 73. Mm. It's like, mm, yeah. this is the hardest yeah. thing I've ever been through in my life. Like, <laughs> Well, you don't have many days left, and this yeah. is not – you didn't need this emotional – Can't change. Did you? Yeah, right. Evelyn, Evelyn can't change. I don't know if anybody's named Evelyn. Oh, at least three or no four change. of them are named Evelyn. <laughs> um, the um, – I'm sure there are a couple of Roses. Anyway, um, Mark, yeah, I agree with you. Go to the title game because the Super Bowl is a corporate event, but we should change it. And there should be a quiz – to prove that you care about one of the two teams, like Ooh. at least 75% of the tickets should be allotted for those people and free. If you pass the test, like free. my team. Okay. Well, <laughs> get, give me a C note. Get, get, I think Goodell uh, has enough uh, loot in his pocket that he doesn't need the Super Bowl day. People are watching on TV worldwide. They'll make enough mm -hmm. bank on that one. Meantime. Yeah. Uh, the corporate schmoes there who who literally, if you sit around them at the Super Bowl, some of them are asking questions like, why is the guy kicking the ball there? Like, yeah. you, you, you have no right being here. You have no right. I'm a man so, of justice. You should be a diehard who's 
who's watched every episode of The Golden Bachelor, not just not just uh, swooping in to see who gets the ring at the end with, between the two legs. It's very special to me that you said those things, and it really hits my heart. You're here for the right reason. You know, that's what I want. I want to basically, I want people <laughs> there a, for the right reason. Like the right. Golden. All it's right. I'll take that a step show. further. Yeah. I, I think that when they do that stupid red carpet at the Super Bowl now and they have like everybody walking in to be seen and like take pictures in front of a step and repeat like it's a movie premiere. It should be like before you actually get into the stadium, they just hand you a Scantron like when we were kids and you have to fill out a 20, a 20 question questionnaire. And if you pass and we, we film you taking it, we'll film the Kardashians and we'll yeah. film Channing Tatum, whoever it is filling out the test and we actually get to see in real time if they passed the football <laughs> IQ exam, the, the wonder lick, if you will. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, she gets a pass. She's allowed in, obviously, significant, significant other, but her friends, they're on their own. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, rules are rules, you know? Rules are rules. Just because yeah. you're a Swifty hanger on doesn't mean you get kissed into the Super Bowl. Fans are there. <laughs> Right? Now I want to announce this. I want to be the announcer outside where it's like, and here comes Swift. And there's been so much speculation this week about <laughs> who's coaching her. She's got Brittany Mahomes in her corner. Travis Kelsey's been helping her study. We have a good feeling about Swift going into this test. And then she passes and everybody celebrates. It'd be fun. Tony mm-hmm. Hawk turned away. Did not see that one coming. <laughs> Look at this. Who's taking his seat? Big, long odds against her, but Linda Lavin, TV's Alice, in the Super Bowl 58. Um, Okay. All right. Now, the other thing, see, these are kind of reunions with your team. It's a chance to get back together with your team when when they make it to the Super Bowl and you're there. Okay, that was a clunky way into this one. Sarah, you were intrigued by James Harden and Russell Westbrook getting back together again. I am fascinated by the storyline. It's one thing for you to get James Harden, you know, for him to land on your team. It's another thing to get him on purpose and give stuff away in exchange to bring him on your team when the goal is to win the title. But you're intrigued on a personal level that these two guys who've known each other for a long time, um, uh, what, what, where's your head at on, on this pair and what it could mean for future sports pairs? Well, I thought that it was going to be more of a reunion, but I don't know if you saw him walking into the James Harden walking into the Clippers locker room last night, but nobody even hardly looked up from what they were doing. (laughs) Like it was, it was real abysmal. Like even the people standing on the wall that aren't even on the team. And then finally, like Russell Westbrook says something like, Oh, Hey, Look who it is. And like he gets up and they shake hands. But it's after about 20 seconds of him being in the room, like looking around, like everyone's comparing it to a kid who oh. left school third grade, but comes back in sixth. And you're like, well, do I know anybody here still? I think I know somebody. So it was a real, real awkward. But, you know, I don't know. Like, it seems like it's going to work to me. I mean, it it, it always feels like, people end up on the Clippers and then somehow the Clippers continue to go because they're this, this like ragtag team of, of nobody else wants us. So here we are. And they have these great chips on their shoulders and then somehow it works, you know, like all of a sudden Russell Westbrook can pass to people, uh, you know, on the Clippers cause people on the Clippers are open. I don't, I don't, I don't know how it works, but it seems to be working. So I love it. And it made me just wonder, like, who else do I want to see get back together? So, and I don't know. I feel Stetson like Stetson Bennett, year 17. 
at Georgia? Let's yeah, do it. bring back Bluto Blutarski. Yeah, I mean, that would be amazing. I would love for Stetson Bennett to come back just to football. Uh, we don't really know what's going on there. But I was. it made me wonder if Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers should get back together. Of course, Ooh. that was before the trade deadline was here and gone. I bet um, they tried. I suspect that we're going to hear more and more rumors in the coming yeah. days that that's exact that because we heard they were going after Mike Evans, were the Jets, and I bet you that was what Aaron Rodgers said because apparently he holds all sway in that building despite having played uh, two and a half plays. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see Garoppolo and Belichick get back together. I think they're mine together. Like, you know, I I know we were supposed to think that like, oh, McDaniel's like knew what to do with Garoppolo, but McDaniel's didn't know what to do at all. That's why he's on a bus to Cancun right now. I wish Arthur Smith was with him, uh, but that's another story for another day. But I, you know, I I would like to see either Devon. You know, now it's too late. So I w- I was really just thinking about that. Honestly, that's what made me bring up that question. Mark, any thoughts from you on this? Yeah, well, seeing Sarah's hat, I can't help but echo your sentiments about Arthur Smith and maybe reunite Jerry Glanville with the Atlanta Falcons <laughs> sideline. I think that that's <laughs> a change that we all need. I would like to reunite Jim Harbaugh with the NFL. I think that I, I have two top ones here, and one is just for comedic purposes. I want to reunite Tom Brady and Antonio Brown as roommates. That's the show that we need. That can take the place of the Golden. Don't even need it for football. Just them in the house, right? No. Can you imagine? Stay tuned after the Golden Bachelor for an all new The Odd Couple, and it's them. And it would just be ratings gold. But on two single dudes. Yeah, right. They're they're single now. They're just hanging out. It's obviously Tom's house, and it's just like it, it could be a great time for everybody. But my my number one reunion that I actually would like to see, and and this is actually not a joke, is when I watch the Thursday night games, which I could have. I think we all have scroogey opinions on Thursday night games anyway. Um, Al Michaels is still one of the great play-by-play guys, if not the best in the history of the game. The problem is I like Kirk Herbstreit. I think he's a great college football commentator. Him and Al Michaels have the chemistry of two people at a dinner party forced to sit together and they're pleasant, but it never goes anywhere. It's such a boring, if it was a first date, you'd be like, well, Hey, we gave it a shot and we're never going to talk again. We need to get Dennis Miller back in the booth. We need somebody to wake Al Michaels up. Okay. (laughs) Al Michaels is still there and he wants to be a great commentator. He just needs the horses to ride with them. Get Dennis Miller back in the booth. I'm dead serious. The only problem with that is that Dennis Miller is never available on January 6th because that's his anniversary. (laughs) But I agree that he was really great in the booth. And I think that would be fun. And that could really up, you know, Al Michaels game. Are you saying that Al and Dennis together or just Dennis in their Al, period? Al, Dennis, and, 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 and you can leave Kirk in the booth because Kirk would just be a great, like, you know, kind of third banana, whatever. But you need, Al needs to be challenged a little bit. Like, that's yeah, why him and Collinsworth were so great. And that's why him and Madden were, were so great together. Al Michaels, the Dan Duder, Frank Gifford booth was great. Here's the problem with that Monday Night Football experiment from the early 2000s is that it was Al Michaels, Dan Fouts, and Dennis Miller, but it was was Monday night and this is like the best game of the week put it on Thursday when we're watching yeah. the the Titans and the Saints and like, like we, we don't even know if this is going to be a game and in case it's not then you just let Dennis Miller go maybe not to his political leanings but we just get <laughs> to hear him talk about football and just be crazy and zany and keep Al awake 
Yeah. You remember a couple few years ago when they had, I don't remember what the circumstances were that required it, but I think it was the Raiders and Chargers played at like 9 p.m. West Coast time. That's the time slot we need. We need late night football <laughs> and we don't need Dennis Miller. Listen, it would be like putting Dave Damashek in the booth funnier, of course, but um, I'm there. long form, long form don't work when you're trying to squeeze it in, in the 14 seconds between plays. Somebody, somebody <laughs> you know, an assassin like Tiana and Ellis count Damashek in on as a viewer for that one. We just need it to skew a little later in the evening. And I think it'll really, uh, It'll really sing if we go that way. I like that. I love. I thought I would also love to see for Tom Brady to be like. I know I keep doing this, but I'm coming out of retirement one last time, <laughs> and I'm going to the Patriots, and I'm going to show you once and for all to fully expose Bill Belichick as a fraud. I'm going to go there and show how easy it is for me to win games, and this will thereby, when I return, show it never was Belichick. It was all this guy. Now, me. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. I hope you're ready for the season premiere. Uh, me and Antonio Brown, the new odd couple. <laughs> Brady and Brown. I love it. It's going to be good. Now, I, I don't know if I agree with Mark that it should be at Brady's crib, though. I think it might be more intriguing if it's Antonio Brown. Maybe we swap <laughs> back and forth. Okay. I don't hate that. That's it's like, bad. hey, w- w- what happened to that window? Oh, yeah. TV went out. It's a long story. And now a quick break. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I think we ended here. This has been dynamite stuff. I, we could go for another hour easily um, for yeah. my pleasure, but uh, but you you people have things to do. So, okay. Best bets told you we did well last week. Tiana and I both, I went two and one because I took Pitt plus the 20 and a half. All right. That was a, that was a homer bet. And I've been accused <laughs> of making them, but I really did think Pitt was going to show up for that one. It was very sad the way it went. Instead, congratulations, Eddie Spaghetti, to your Irish, Sam Hartman. Double zing for you because, as you may have heard, Mark Ellis is a Wake fan. So congratulations. You stole their quarterback. You probably killed the entire Pitt program because now all the players at Pitt are mad at the head coach, uh, Pat Narduzzi. Okay, here are my best bets for this week. One, shame the devil if you ain't betting the over on the Dolphins and Chiefs. What did we do? I don't know why Frankfurt, I don't know why Germany gets our game, but okay, they get it. And we're all going to watch it if you wake up early enough on the West Coast. What are we doing? If you ain't betting the over in this one, 50 and a half last look. Two, Florida State plus 550 to win the national championship. You can't bet on Caesars right now making the final four, but it's a good play because they're definitely going to get there. Nobody's going to beat Florida State between now and 
and the final four. And then if they get there, you just hedge against them if that's your pleasure. Lastly, I mentioned Notre Dame. I'm not doing this um, because I'm vexed by the Irish. Rather, I think that Dabo stuff, you heard the tape this week, probably talking to a fan and all that. I suspect that the Clemson Tigers kind of rally around their guy. Clemson is plus three at home. How far the mighty have fallen. I know the Irish are a very good team. They're legit. They have reason to be sad because they're a player or two away from being a Final Four contender themselves. I say uh, take that three at home. Clemson Tigers are a dog. I say Dabo gets it there, even though I don't like Mm. Dabo. Uh, Tiana or Ellis, who wants to go next here? Quickly. If you don't have one, Ellis, you don't need to. Oh, I... I, I got him. Okay, great, great, great. Lay him on us, <laughs> friend. Don't you worry about that. I will say straight up, take Wake Forest to upset Duke at Duke this weekend Woo! because Riley Leonard, I don't know if he's 100%, and even when he's been healthy this year, hasn't quite been the Riley Leonard that I think a lot of fans, including myself, I like the kid, wanted to see. I think Wake has, a, we, we had a big win against, sorry, Dave Pitt. Uh, maybe a questionable spot there at the end, but we got I'm the not, Nothing maybe and nothing questionable about it. It stunk <laughs> and it stunk again. It still stinks. I, would, <laughs> I echo your sentiments. Take the over, not just on the Frankfurt game points, but also take the over on my alarm clock because I will set it for 6.30 a.m. It's not going to wake me up at 6.30 a.m., so I probably bet on the usual 9.45 a.m. for old Mark Ellis to wake up <laughs> on You'll Sunday when it. I – I think that we open as two-point dogs to New England, to the Patriots. And I think that Washington, take the point and do whatever you want. Washington's going to win that football game. Mm-hmm. Tiana, how are you? I love it. So I am taking Notre Dame minus three over Clemson because I do believe that Clemson is awful and they'll continue to be awful. Yeah. So I'm going to take Notre Dame minus three. I believe spiritually, in at least they're awful, right? Yeah. Dabo with all like multi-millionaire, but he hates his players making any. Yeah. Any the money. Like, he can, yeah. He can S a D in hell. Okay. So <laughs> I will take, I'm also going to take can standard definition. What? Mm-hmm. Yep. In okay. hell. Uh, okay. I'm going to take Washington over USC. Washington minus three over USC. I think Washington is the real deal. I don't care what anybody says. And if you, I would take Washington to win it all in that same, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to because it's today's not the day. And then I'm going to take the Falcons. I never do this. I never bet on my own teams, but I'm taking the Falcons minus five over Minnesota. Obviously we have Heineke back this week. You know, thank you for Heineke, Commander. You're welcome. One of the greatest backup quarterbacks in the league, and I think should be a starting quarterback in the league. I think finally he's getting his due. He should have started three weeks ago, but here we are, and uh, we're playing the Vikings, who have a new quarterback, a rookie quarterback. Uh, We... Our defense got blasted last week against Tennessee when we didn't respect Will Levis and not, and I don't disagree with that. I think you just, you go, yeah, try to make a play, dude. And he kept making a play. Do I think that this guy, Jaron or Jaron or whatever his name is in Minnesota is going to do that? I don't think so. So I'm taking the Falcons minus five. All right, gangbuster stuff. Sarah Tiana, as ever, Mark Ellis, uh, even better than expected um, in this appearance. Please come back to the Blue Ribbon panel sooner rather Please. than later. In the meantime, make sure you're checking out his podcast, Rotten Tomatoes, and also his special on YouTube, Alive and Well. Final thoughts, Ellis? 
It was great being on the show. I've been so excited to do it. And mark this, timestamp this, because Sarah and I both actually have some level of confidence on a Wednesday going into our team playing on <laughs> yeah. Sunday. Washington and Atlanta. If we both get W's, Sarah, I don't know. Do we go to Shakey's Pizza that night to celebrate? I don't know, I don't know what to do. We got to get those potatoes. <laughs> we'll, 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 uh, we'll get you a to-go bag, Dave. The mojo. Yeah, listen, I know mojo about the potatoes. mojo potatoes. We do our <laughs> fantasy football banquet every year at, uh, well, we used to at the West Hollywood one. Then they shut it down. Shut it I down. I, I think there were some health concerns there. Um, <laughs> all right, listen. Great stuff, Ellis. Thanks for joining. We appreciate that. Tiana, um, good luck to your Falcons and dogs this weekend. And thanks to you. The uh, the sports fan out there, we're back on Thursday with a brand new minus three, then the 15-minute pregame show for you. On Friday, make sure you're checking that and all the great content on the Extra Points Network out at your convenience. And until next time, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. 